Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we were made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to Full Scope. I'm Landon Leach with Caleb Stafford over here. What's up, guys? We're uh, we're so glad to be on here with you all tonight, and just uh, just such a sweet spirit of God between me and Caleb right now, and we're we're we've got full hearts to share and just talk about God with you all. Um, yeah, it's a it's a sweet season, and if we if we we feel the Lord shifting a lot of things and moving a lot of things and our hearts for are mainly those things. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a great, great 24 hours. I'll say that (laughs) the last 24 hours, God's has been really speaking to us. Yeah, for Uh, real. I mean, the year's winding down, but it seems like the Lord's definitely ramping stuff up up and yeah. getting stuff prepared for the year ahead and it's pretty we could talk hours about it it's pretty exciting to say the least and i mean we don't even know what all it entails but oh yeah so tonight um you know i want to take a look at some things and we're going to talk about um how we respond to God when God's moving in our lives. And, you know, I want to take, I want to take a look at some scripture real quick um, that, you know, just to call to reflection, some key things, key moments in the word where Jesus encounters a person. Um, You know, when you look in the, when you look in Matthew and he calls all his disciples, you know, one of the famous verses that Jesus says is, um, he comes to Matthew and he says, Matthew, follow me. And the word says, Matthew dropped everything he did right then and followed after Jesus. Um, uh, James and John, they have their nets yeah, awesome. and they're, they're fishing. And he walks up to them and he's like, Hey, I want to make you all fishers of men. You're not going to be fishing for fish no more. You're going to do something higher. Follow me. They drop their nets and they follow him. Same Clear with exactly. Simon and uh, Andrew, I guess. Yeah, that's right, because they were all forward fishing. They were actually the first ones. So, you know what's funny? Every time I talk about that, all my mind pictures is Chosen now. <laughs> I, like, yeah, every I mean, time, it's... I'm just like, scenes of Chosen. Uh, it's the TV show. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. You should check it out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, and, and like even today, I was listening at a church service, and they're talking about Zacchaeus. And like Zacchaeus, the Lord is like, Zacchaeus, come down from here. Like, we got to talk. And take me to your house. So Zacchaeus invites Jesus into his house and encounters the Lord. Um, And those are like obviously examples with disciples and salvations and callings. Um, And then you, I mean, heck, you look throughout the book of Acts, every single person in the, or not every single person, but so many people in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit spoke to them. God moved them and they responded. They were, they, they, (laughs) Lord, you watch Paul's life. Paul's life is literally one response to God's movement after another. Like, and sometimes yeah. Paul just moved because he knew God's heart. 
God's heart was for the nations. So I'm going to go to the nations and on his way to one nation, God sent him to a different nation, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, there's so many scenes after scenes after scenes. Moses, like the big guys, all the big names in the word, Abraham, these guys, these big, these, this big concept of like, obviously God's doing something. I'm going to respond. And so the, the thing, so oh, through all those examples, the thing to notice is that with God's movement must come a response from our hearts. Yep. It's not just yep. a spectator thing. It's not just to spectate and say, oh, wow, look what God's doing over there. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to sit back down here and scroll on Instagram, or I'm going to sit back here in my house and just chill. You know, I, I love God doing all that stuff. You know, no, God's the way we are to operate is we are yielded and we are looking and we are listening. And as God moves, we respond. And so um, yeah. the thing that was mainly on our hearts was talking about how to respond. And, you know, God's response, our response to God can happen on a corporate level or an individual level. We're probably going to talk mainly about the individual level. But there, but if you're a part of a group or a body of uh, believers, it's cool to know and be able to recognize God's moving amongst our group too, and how's our group responding? Yeah, um, oh yeah. But when it comes to God's movement in our personal lives, so you know, we'll we'll kind of sit there for a bit. Um, you know, in in my life. I didn't, I would not say that up until I was saved, which my true salvation, I feel like age 20, you know, I, I did, I wasn't some sensitive person to the spirit of God or the movement of God or the word of God, or wasn't aware of God touching my heart and God speaking to my heart, if that makes sense. Um, but as I started the journey with the Lord throughout my twenties, so many moments came down the line and that were in the, so like, I'm going to say, say this, every time you sense God doing something in your life or your heart, or you're like, you have this desire all of a sudden, it's like, man, I need to get back to Bible study. I miss being around people studying the word of God, or yeah. I need to get back to worship. I miss P I miss being in a room worshiping God, or I miss praying or whatever it is. The thing to recognize that is an, that that is an invitation from the Holy spirit. And that there is a response to be had. And in my life, every time I started to, what happened was I started to, through obedience, a pattern started to form of me growing closer and closer to the Lord. Because every time he moved, I responded. And so, yeah, ways uh, I actually, let's, let's break that down because I think there's something in that of uh, the quicker that you are, you're talking about responding. Mm -hmm. And how quick you respond actually affects how often you start to respond. Yeah. When you good. when you delay and you say, uh, I'll do that later, or you push it off, and you recognize the voice and you know the conviction or the mm -hmm. the move that you're being pulled towards, yeah. and you know it. Like you, I mean, there is no question marks around it. You're just mm -hmm. like, yeah, I should. Pro I need to do this more. Or I need yeah. to step in this direction. And you easily go, ah, I don't think so. I may <laughs> maybe get up early tomorrow and get in the word. Or yeah. maybe next week I'll go to Bible study 
or something. If you do not move your feet immediately, it allows so much of a foothold to laziness to the enemy in order to dim that voice that you are hearing. Yeah. It seems like. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely attest. I mean, like I attest to that. You can attest to that. I'd say anybody in their walk can attest to that. It's like, oh man, I don't hear God like I was. Yeah. It's because of you ignored that voice. Even if it's in small doses, you just delayed yeah. it. And it and, it's just pushed off stuff. Yeah, like well, there's that there's that phrase that uh, Pastor Jeff LeBorg has said at Fairview Baptist Church, where near where we live. I've, we've been to his services a few times. He says, you know, delayed obedience is disobedience. You may have heard that from other pastors. And with what you're saying, Caleb, I was thinking of that. You know, and at first when I heard that that delayed obedience is disobedience, like my first, you know, that you can convey that in a way of like. Oh, if God calls you to something and you don't do it, you're being disobedient. Or if you put it off, but it doesn't even have to be a calling that God's putting on you. It can just be a simple, like, it's not about a calling. It's, it's more about like God, you feeling God's love or you feeling God's movement. Towards yeah, you. it's, it's, it can be so much more simple than a calling. It can be just a simple invitation of intimacy of, or just a, desire. a worship hey, song. Oh. Yeah, or it's like just a simple tinge of I want to read my Bible later, and then you get later later comes, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that right now. That's just that seems like a lot or whatever. You know, that could yep. be that delayed obedience. De- delayed obedience is disobedience. Like, don't hear that, and it put you to shame. Because delayed obedience, yeah, absolutely, disobedience not. can be applied in this situation, and it not mean shame, but it mean a missed connection for love. Because hmm. when we don't respond to those simple little tinges of like, hey, come sit down with me and read the word with me, the Lord's saying this to you. Those little moments we don't let we don't say yes to are moments we miss getting to know God. And moments that we miss connecting with him. Yeah. Oh you yeah, know? big time. And something you were saying it's if we've ever had something prayed over us or heard God say something to us, and then you feel like the time's gone and you've like, don't know how to connect with God anymore. Or you're like, you didn't obey. You didn't lean in the time you heard him speak the last time, but you did hear what he said. But then you're like, heck, where's God? I don't feel like I'm close to him anymore. You might need to go back and respond to the thing he said to you last. Yeah, dude, for real. For real, like, if you if you think new, he's already spoken to you, it's like go back to the thing he spoke last yep. and lean into that, dude. That's the freaking truth, dude. That's happened so many times. Of God, I want something fresh from the Lord, and it's like Caleb, you didn't respond to the thing I've already told you to do, so yep. you're not going to get anything new until you do that. Yep. Whether that be whether that be forgive somebody or take a step in. I'm trying to think of big things like that that I've had personally. I mean, definitely forgiving certain people has been the biggest hindrance and there's multiple scriptures that uh oh, gosh, that point dude. to that. Yes. The gosh. I mean, non forgiveness is the biggest freaking thing that, that sucker will, it'll trip you up quicker than anything. <laughs> yeah, it'll hinder your walk with God yes. more than anything else. And he's the one that says that. He's like Wow dude. So 
that's so that's cool. a that's a pretty big one that if you if you're wanting some fresh stuff from the Lord and you just feel like you ain't getting it, start digging around that forgiveness hole because <laughs> there's usually a lot you can find in that. It can be super simple or it could be really deep. Dude, like that has been like a huge hurdle for my life of having to do that. And you know that. Like it's been it is hard when you feel like you're right to and you're like, I am oh, right. Yes, and I have that's complete, the worst. I have a complete, uh, like, I have, I have complete ground to stand on right now to be, be holding this thing against this person. <laughs> like, yeah. I am not in the wrong for holding this thing, but it's still, it's hindering your connection. So, yeah, that is a response that does need to happen. Um, But, yeah. That's just so, one of them, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. That's definitely one of them, but you know, so when we start to feel these, so like what we said, you know, when we start to sense God's movement, um, we need to look at those passages. Like I talked about those, those examples, I didn't read verses, but I gave examples of actual act, things that happened of, I was t- saying this a minute ago that you can apply how those men responded to Jesus, even to your own intimate relationship with Jesus. You know, it ain't, it ain't always, you know, you can look at how easy, how quickly Matthew said, went with Jesus and you can see how quickly the guys dropped their nets and all that. And it doesn't like, you can still apply that to your life and to your connection with the Lord. And it not have to look like, uh, like, a moment where God's calling you to shift your life and change your whole plans and move your whole life on a whole new trajectory. We always think that the things with God have to be some big thing to respond to him. And like Caleb was saying, uh, when we were talking earlier, it's minute by minute response. It's moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day responses that actually pave a path for a life that lives in responding to the spirit of God in your life. And, you know, like we just said, it's an invitation. When Jesus said, follow me to those men, that was an invitation for them. Not it was, He commanded yeah. it, but he also invited them. And every little, every little nudge our heart feels to want to read the word or go to worship or go to a Bible study or, hey, call up an old friend you know walks with God just because you want to talk to them because you know they're godly. Yep. Oh, dude, that's super fun. I freaking love those conversations. Those little tinges are an invitation of the Lord to say, follow me to this. I'm actually leading you in this moment. And don't tell me I'm not leading you if you're not following me. You know, if you're not willing to respond, then you need to shut down the lie that says God's not talking. Because a lot of times we'll get trapped in not walking with the Lord. And we'll get trapped in this lie that says God's not close to me, but it's really we're not open to responding to him. You know, we only want to respond to him in the ways that we feel like we know how or comfortable, fill in the blank. You know, there's a lot of those things. But then, yeah, uh, I think I think this goes this is about to freaking hit the. nail on the head right here with what we're talking about but what what you have to do in this is prioritize your relationship with jesus over everything else yep that has to be it i don't give a frick about your job 
family, friends, any of that, all the fluff that our life is surrounded with that are not necessarily bad things, you have got to prioritize your your life with Jesus because when you look at Scripture, like Landon's given the example of the disciples, these men were, number one, the freaking outcast of society. The freaking yeah. fishermen are my boys, like the rednecks of the world. They didn't get into school with yeah. the priest. They were the people that, they were just hardworking blue-collared men that were less than in the eyes of Jewish culture because they didn't do well in school, you know? Like, that's uh, that's a whole different thing. But what I'm trying to say is, during that, they had their life in front of them. They knew the Word of God because, to a degree, and they had they were fishing, they were doing their livelihood, and they dropped everything. When they knew that the Lord, the Messiah, said to them, follow me, it, they, they said, forget about it. I don't care anymore. And they they responded, and there's multiple things, multiple examples uh, that come to my mind when you've talked about, you're, you're saying scriptures. I'm thinking about the the people that Jesus blatantly was like, people are like, oh, I want to follow you, but let me go back and... I just got some oxen that I need to take care of, or I need to go bury my in-law, or all those examples of real-life crap, like stuff that needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was like, don't worry about that. If you, ain't, if you ain't willing to give that up right now, what makes you think you're going to give it up later? Yep. I mean, <laughs> that's ultimately what he's saying. Oh, absolutely true. Dude, that's... And then you, heck, another one, another one on top of that is Revelation. It talks about when G, when Jesus is going to return, it is, it blatantly says like the people of this world are going to be caught up in getting married and having children and something building, else. I mean, the building list goes houses, on. I don't know that. Like doing the things, like the, do, even having the things dreams. that like keeps the world going. Yep. Yep. And it's like, there is not going to be some. I think we get so caught up in thinking that there's just going to be this incredible encounter with God mm-hmm. that literally just stops your world and you're going to uh, be provided for in all kinds of ways that you never thought of, mm-hmm. but it's not going to require any action of you. It's just going to happen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's not the way that the scripture talks about it. It's in the midst of what your life is going on right now, in the mess that you are going to have to respond, and then you will see the Lord start making waves in your life. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, when, you, when you get around godly people, if, you, if, you're, if the Lord has like brought godly people into your life and Sometimes we see people that are leaders around us and we see this rich walk they have with God and we're just waiting for like a moment that we we think this, like Caleb just said, this moment's going to happen that hits us, that clicks us into the same place that they are with the Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, like Caleb said, I'm going to have this encounter with the Lord. And when we say encounter, we mean literally meeting with the presence of God, the spirit of God. We don't mean just reading a passage of scripture and being like, oh, that touched my heart. No, like the, the presence of God hits your life. Like you, you know that, wow, God's real. 
and I just saw him like pass by me. Um, yeah, literally talking about freaking. I just uh, don't want y'all to think Saul to Paul type of yeah, topic like dish. Yeah, like encounters with Jesus are legitimate encounters. Like if you were to meet, like if you were to meet freaking Michael Jordan, you'd be different because you just met Michael Jordan. Like you encountered him. You, you know, like this is what we're talking about. Like the person of God encounters you. But sorry, a little side tangent. Uh, but um. When we're when lost my train of thought, but when we're encountering, I shouldn't have talked about Michael Jordan. I knew it. I chased that rabbit. Um, that gummit boy. I know it. Um, well, anyways, all that to say, yes, like the Lord. Uh, shoot, Caleb, you go. <laughs> oh, he's me. done. He's freaking tapped out. He's got I, nothing. I have something, but not on what we were talking about. It just blipped my brain. <sighs> Sorry, folks. I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of how to relate it and get it back to a different. Do you want to start a different subject pathway, <laughs> or what do you want to branch off? Like, where where is your Sorry, brain guys. wanting to go? Oh, okay, well, I have three things right here. So, um, that's. <laughs> That are different. You threw me off big time. I know, Lord. That was good, too. But um, if we are struggling to, if, if if we're in a place where we're like, okay, I do recognize that God's, like, I'm in a new season. And the Lord is tugging on my heart again. And, you know, I may have been chasing different things for a few, few, few months before. But now I'm in a place where I know God's really, like, I have a fresh desire for the Lord. Okay, well, if you have that, if you're in that space again, and you feel that, and not saying it's again like you missed it the last time, sometimes God, God's always leading you if you're His for one, and don't think, oh, I, I, I desire Him again, so I don't want to miss this. Like sometimes I think the Lord leads us through other things that don't look like we're chasing Him, just so we realize that we really want to be chasing Him, and. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like these little decoys. Yep. And so when that comes back around and you start to see, wow, there's a fresh desire for Jesus right now in my heart and I want to be around him. Here's some three things that I think that we need to, you need to check yourself for to make, to make sure are on your table that will help you respond well to him. And one of those is like Caleb said, uh, is your options. You need to have a single option. You need to you need to check your heart and say, okay, I do have a fresh desire for the Lord, and I I do want Jesus, but is He the only thing that I really want right now? Do I or mm. do I or is He is He competing with other things on my table for for that I have many options right now, and Jesus is one of them. So first thing you need is take inventory. Yep. So when you're responding, it's like, oh, Lord, I do love you, and I, I want to be close to you, Lord. How do I respond? Okay, first, look, what's on my – Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I give you this. I give you this. I give you this. I give you this hobby. I give you this dream. I give you this relationship, whatever. You are the thing that I – I am I am okay with letting trusting you with all those other things. And knowing, hey, they're going to happen if they're going to happen. You are the thing that I want to desire the most. And the only thing I want to desire. 
So that's number yeah. one, making sure Jesus is your only option. Well, number one then amplifies into number two, and that is faith. Trust. Do you have faith that God's going to meet you? Well, if you're making him your only option and you're saying that you're my single option, then you say, Lord, I believe that when I make you my only option, that you are going to come in and you're going to meet with me and I'm going to I'm going to respond to you and you're going to meet me in my response. Faith has to be a intentional part of our leaning in to God's movement in our lives. And, you know, that might be like, oh, well, duh, it's faith. No, like faith is a very tangible thing. When we yeah. look when we look at Peter stepping out of the boat to get to Jesus on the water, he literally picked up faith. He put on faith. He took faith upon himself and it gave him the power to walk on the water. Richie always used to say, Richie always used to say, uh, this passage shouldn't be titled Jesus walked on water. It should be titled Peter walked on water because Peter walking on water was the miracle more than Jesus. Because he was the he did it purely by faith. Yeah. And that's the truth. We must Frick. we must take inventory of the faith in our life. If we don't have a deep well of belief in God, we will not we will not respond well. And then we'll we'll come up short and feel like we're not connected and that God doesn't love us and we go through this whole mope session. And we, and we realize, oh, we don't go back to the very basic thing that he called us to at the very beginning, faith. And so from that, the third point is an honest heart. So you have, you've made Jesus your only option. You've, in, you've, you've set your heart onto faith and said, I believe in you. And I believe you'll meet me here now that I've made you my only thing. And now, God, with that, I'm going to be real with you. And an honest heart is not going to be real with God if it's not real with itself. You've got to be able to be real with yourself and say, Father, I don't think I have enough faith to believe that you're going to meet me here, but I want to have enough faith. I want to have yeah. enough faith that your love is as real as you say it is. And in that, you're actually showing faith. So see how I was about three... to say, actually, I think you need to switch those right there. The honesty well, needs to come before the faith. Well, I don't... Uh, well, I, what I was getting at is I don't think these things are like they don't have to be step by step in order. They are three things that I think are interchangeable. Uh, mm, the faith and okay. the honest heart can rotate. I'm not like don't take anything I say as if like, OK, this is a textbook thing. If I do it this right way, God's going to no. know. These are just experiences that I've had that I really have pulled from that I think that I was looking back, I see this concept that was like, wow, like those are three key things that I feel like really yeah. moved me into a place to respond well to him and put me in a place to actually hear more of him. Like you were, like we said at the very beginning of this episode is the more you respond and the quicker you respond actually creates more space for you to respond better every single time. Mm-hmm. And I think to add on the faith portion, uh, you definitely, like, I feel like growing up in church and going to Christian school and all those things, I think faith definitely got very, I don't even know a good word. Watered down. Uh, very watered down, but like, yeah, watered down's good, I guess. 
Like, there's just no substance behind it. Mm-hmm. Faith is like, oh, I have faith for it. And it's all, that's the only time you ever mention it is like, it's like a wishful, oh, yeah, I have faith. And that's it. Like, that, there ain't nothing. It's just something that is said because we know in the Bible it says to have faith. So, therefore, we add it to our vocabulary and don't actually do anything with it. And faith is actually. I mean, it's something Landon says all the time because he learned it at school or they said it at school is faith is spelled R-I-S-K. So therefore, if there's faith, it's going to require some freaking action behind it. Because when you when you have faith in something, there's going to be some sort of step of action towards that direction. Speaking of Peter getting out on the water, like Peter, Peter didn't have faith until he stepped like there, like you can see jesus out on the water all day long and be like wow that's cool but for you to actually believe it for yourself you're gonna have to get out there and step step that's what it's gonna take the step was the faith like you don't have to feel faith faith is not a feeling it's an act no it is a doing that's why richie says this you know faithfulness is one of the easiest things you can see on somebody because it's just an act. If someone shows up every single time, they're faithful. Not because they showed faith, but because they were there. They were literally, and that's the same thing. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what hit me. So that's what, if you are, that's why I I mentioned the fact that I think faith comes next. Cause I feel like in my experience, it's been like, when I have those, that honesty really compelling and knowing after the evaluation and prioritizing Jesus uh, over whether I'm laying down my dreams or my aspirations or things that I think should be in my life that I've definitely misplaced and put them before the Lord, mm-hmm. I have to lay them down, and then it's like, okay— after I've after I've laid them at your feet, Jesus. After I have evaluated the mess that I've created and screwed up in, mm-hmm. what direction do I need to pivot? And there's that evaluation of then the faith comes in to step in, and He's going to actually replace what you've laid down. He's actually going to really fuel and honestly satisfy. He's just going to bottom line. He's going to satisfy where you have put these other things before him or you're delaying where he's wanting to move in your life next. You've got something in the way of Jesus that he can no longer go further in because that's a blockade. You have put something in front of him that he cannot move any further. So, uh, excuse me. That is my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's really good. That's really good. I think, you know, with you saying that and back to like the faith and the honest heart interchanging, you know, I think I was thinking of those in the sense of we have to believe that God will meet us sometimes. We have to believe that God will meet us for our heart to be honest with him. You know, a lot of people mm. won't, they won't, they don't, they don't believe that God's going to really meet their heart if they're open. So they're not open. But if they wow. actually yeah. believe that God will meet them, then they will actually take that step to be honest with him. And then it breeds more faith. 
like you said, so faith could run after honest heart because then more faith arises to act and to pivot and to make those steps. But, you know, so many times, I think I remember what I was going to say earlier that when my brain blipped. Faith, yeah, faith is, faith is not a loud, is not a loud demonstration or a loud action or a loud decision. Faith is a very quiet, subtle, consistent, and constant decision. You don't, you know, like Caleb was saying, oh, I have faith for that. Yeah, that, that is a feeling most of the time. Yeah, because as soon as that freaking boat rocks, it's kind of like, oh, well, what, they're not that fired up about it anymore. Oh, yeah. the funds are running dry or, and let me oh, that you, situation just got much harder. Where is God? I pray the Lord will let, let, first of all, I'm really, I'm I'm really praying right now that God help me be a better communicator because obviously we do this podcast and I want to be able to communicate things that really help people. But there's just a lot of things that I feel in my heart that he's shown me to communicate on. And one of them is, is the, the deep presence of belief and faith that is one of the strongest currents that live in our lives as believers, if we will steward it with him. Because so many things in so many seasons will come where the quiet, steady, unseen by others thing in your life is the faith and deep belief that God is who he says he is. He's still moving and he's still got your life right where he needs it to be to move you into the things he made you for. And I have experienced so many things in my, in my life where it has been daily. I mean, a belief that I'm not even, it's almost like there was seasons where I built this faith in God that I was needing to build in one season for the next three years. And I didn't even realize it. I thought I was just learning more and I was believing in God more and believing everything he said. And it was great, but I didn't realize that three or four years down the road, that space that I built with him, that, that season of, that season of building that response time to him, like God speaking, I'm responding, God speaking, I'm responding. He said it, I believe it, I'm going to do it. Like there was a season in my life where that was just like rapid. Like I was like, I I believe every single thing and I'm going after it. That was actually creating room in my life for years down the road where it would be like, Mm -hmm. nothing's happening, Lord. Nothing's happening. And I'm not sure if anything's going to happen. And I remember what you said, but I don't really know anymore. And even when I was thinking those things, there was something in my gut and in my spirit that was stronger than that thought. That was like waking up every single day, knowing God is everything he says he is and knowing God's going to do all that he says he's going to do. And that is, that is belief. That is faith. The faith that we, that the Lord puts in us in the Holy spirit and that we build, I think there's two sides to faith. I think the Lord gives us faith, but I also think we build our, we build our faith. Um, it's a two-sided coin. It's a co. It's a thing that we do with mm-hmm. God. But in that, faith is such a strong current 
that will believe when you don't. And it's weird to say it that way, but it's the truth. Like God will put faith in us that is stronger in belief in him than even our own brains. And we, it's the spirit though. It's the, and that's what it is. It's the Holy Spirit in us that is, that is rich in faith in God. And when we start to recognize it, we have to actually align our own thoughts with that faith. But all that to say, build a deep life of faith and believing God for everything he says he is respond well by having faith in him and don't 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 compare today to yesterday don't compare today to your last seasons choose today yep. to be different and say i am going i have a i have a fresh desire in my heart right now god you're my only option and i'm making a decision don't oh god there's so much in this i keep coming to my mind don't discount your thoughts either. Like it's not a, like you can literally say to yourself, I'm choosing to believe God today that he is everything he says he is. That's a, that's, that's all it takes. Like that's a real statement of faith. I think mm -hmm. sometimes we doubt, we doubt subtle thoughts or little things that we say and do as like, well, I know I prayed that, but I don't really <laughs> expect it to happen. Right. I, I know yeah. I prayed that, but I don't really expect there to be this big rush of faith that's going to change my life. And by us not by us discounting those things, we're not responding well because we aren't actually believing that when we say we believe the Holy Spirit hears that. And there's a, something that a spark starting turned up in our hearts that is building space for more faith. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, back to something we talked about earlier of if you're in the situation where you are being pulled to take a step in deepening your walk with God, there's an invitation that you sense in some area in your walk. And we just talked about, you know, drifting and it's like you ignore that voice or you've got different priorities. Let's just, I mean, like, I just want to voice that there is grace. There is infinite amount of grace that makes no sense to our our human voids and mistakes. And there's no rhyme or reason that the Lord gives us a timetable, like, when it comes to responding to him. It is actually, it is just a grace that if you truly do respond faster, watch what God does. Because the later you wait, it's you will you will regret and look at opportunities where you could have seen God move in your life on certain people or in certain things just faster. The enjoyment of the Lord could have been in your life faster if you would have just sacrificed yeah. whatever that was that you were that was holding you up before. That seems like such a big burden at the time, and it's like, God, I don't want to let this go. But if you actually did it, it'd, it'd be, you're way more satisfied. It's unbelievable how true that is. Dude, and that goes back to the not feeling, having to feel faith. You don't have to feel something for you to act faithfully. 
you don't have to feel something to respond well. And if you're what if you see that, if you see something that's pulling you and you're and you don't respond then, you wait to respond later because you're like, ah, I see it, but I don't really feel like it. You know, it's like don't mm-hmm. worry, don't don't move based off how you feel. Move based off recognizing, oh God's saying something, I gotta go. You know, God's doing something, I gotta move. Yeah. Freaking move as fast as you can and that is so much easier said than done and there's a lot of dying to self that has to take place Mm -hmm. and i mean we were talking about this before the episode of just there's so many the cool thing about the lord is when you truly start laying stuff before him Mm -hmm. it's over and over again daily that you have to do that In order to continue in intimacy and depths with him, it is stuff that I'm such a literal, literal freaking person. If y'all ain't picked up on this yet, when I think, when I think of the Lord telling me to lay something down, I'm just like, all right, cool. I laid it down. There it is. It's done. Wipe it off my hands. It's gone. And the matter of fact is it's that's not the truth because what we were talking about is how you lay something down. Uh, to be real with y'all, right now it's my freaking life, my next stage of life. Mm-hmm. And I lay it down, and then it's like, all right, there it is. It's God. I've given it to the Lord. Ain't got to worry about it anymore. And then you wake up tomorrow, or a couple hours goes by, and it's not oh, like God. I've picked it back up, but you can sense that I've, I haven't put it fully or I haven't left it at his feet yeah. and I've got to continue to do it over and over again. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that. I just wanted to be real with that and say that just because you lay one obstacle down once, don't think that you're not going to have to do it again tomorrow. And it's just going to magically be gone from you. You're going to have to continuously choose the Lord and lay it at his feet over and over again. And something you kind of said earlier that applies to that about God filling you like that. He'll fill up a space where you let something go. The, I I have found, and you saying that reminded me of this. I mean, for one, we're always going to be called to lay stuff down every season of life. Like don't even think that it's going to be a one-time thing. We'll be doing that till we die. But We will, I believe, from my own walk, and this is just, you know, take it or leave it. But when I have responded to him by laying something down and in turn picking up more of him, the thing that I laid down got laid down quicker. When I repeatedly said, all right, I'm laying it down, and then, like, for one, like for me, I, I'm a firm believer that when we get in environments like worship nights with people that are really hungry after the Lord, the Spirit of God fills that room, and the glory of God fills that room. God does stuff in us that we don't realize until later. I truly believe that. And what I, how that applies to this is I think when we lay stuff, in seasons when we know God is laying stuff, calling us to lay stuff down, we have to be as equally as adamant to get in in situations and environments where he is filling us up because it actually 
he is, we need we need more of him to fill those spaces where we just laid that thing down. And because yep. I think that it, it, it gives us more of him. And I think you kind of said it earlier in that, in a similar way, but we, when we are laying something down, we are essentially taking something that our soul has clung to and saying, all right, God, I don't want that to fill that spot anymore. But now when we throw it down, there's an empty space and we need yep. Jesus. We need to, and, and you're going to get that through love. You're going to get that through intimacy with him, through worship, through prayer, through scripture reading and meditating out loud. But we have to be as adamant to fill ourselves with him as we are adamant to empty ourselves of things that are keeping us from being as one with him, you know? God, that's a freaking word. Y'all hear that for sure. God. Like that's. And that, and I say that because I've seen him be faithful in that so much in my life. Like, I don't believe the things I believe just because someone told me. I believe them because someone told me, and I acted on it, and I saw God move through it, and realized, holy crap, He is faithful. Ooh. You are who you say you are. Yeah. You know, I, I've studied. I, you know, I've studied a lot of people. Like, um, there's a book called God's Generals. And it talks about, it's a great book if you want to read it. And it's it's a book about the biggest revivals in American history and in the world. And, and some of the biggest revival leaders that the world's seen since the spirit was poured out um, in the last two or 300 years. And um, these men and women of God that God just did amazing, you know, led amazing numbers of people to the Lord and all these things. But in those something that i remember someone uh one of our teachers teaching us about about what god did they would say each of these ministers ministered in a different way they had they ministered to the people that they saw god heal or god encountered the power of the lord or all these things they each had their own way of ministering because they each had encountered god in different ways and so the ways they had encountered god built them built faith in them for god to move that way so it's like the ways that me and god know each other and i've seen god move in my life has built a lot of faith in me to know that god's going to move in that way but caleb might have seen god move in a total different way and he is very he believes like hey i believe that when i when i do this and when i minister this way or when i walk my life out this way god's faithful to respond and mine might be different. And I say all that to say, like, our responses to the Lord's move in our life is unique to us. And, you know, we do need faith. We need these key characteristics. But God's going to build a unique place in your life that is faith that only you hold in him that says, I know God's faithful. This, like, I, like, I, like, for instance, what I just said, like, I believe that as I start to lay stuff down, when, I, when I'm when i adamant to get with other believers who burn after the Lord and start filling my life with, with those environments, I've seen God move in my life that way, so I'm going to keep doing it because I have faith for it. Yep. But we... But that may not be the same for everybody, but you might now you might hear this and hear my testimony of it and it stirred faith up in you and you start doing that and you see God move and that's great. Mm-hmm. But God is so uniquely loving towards each of us that he will build faith in each of us in unique ways. 
to show us like, Hey, like I I'm, I'm here with you. And like, I just want you to believe in me and whatever ways that I need to, to, you know, to show you that I'm real and how much I'm moving in your life. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Did that. Yeah, that's the truth. Dude, just to, I mean, we really, the heart behind this episode is to freaking encourage people to take that step, whatever, however large, small, insignificant, significant you might think it may be for your life. We want this to be encouraging to push you to do that. And uh, just a moment of transparency, I think the biggest one of the biggest hurdles that we have within ourselves in taking those steps, whatever that might be, is if we really question, and I'm speaking truly from myself, I really question in those moments, is God going to actually satisfy me? Mm-hmm. Is he going to actually be enough to satisfy me in this little pocket area where I feel like, he's not or yeah. i feel like i've stuffed something else there and i really question it and that's what i really think is the biggest hindrance for all of us is we sit there and we we count the cost we say no i really like that that's when that fleshly voice gets really loud or yeah. our sinful desires or whatever distractions we have in our life whether that be god your boyfriend or girlfriend to your job, to friendships, to family, to literally anything that you evaluate in your life. I mean, you have got to really take that step and say, Lord, I don't, I don't know if I have the faith for it. I really don't. I'm being honest. I don't think I don't think that you'll show up, but I'm gonna lay this right here, and I'm gonna take this step. I I feel the urge to start journaling, so I'm gonna drive to Walmart today to go yeah. buy a journal and start. Dude. Or you're gonna stay up late tonight and read the Bible, or I'm gonna get up early and do it. Or heck, don't, heck, don't even delay for tomorrow. Screw that. I'm. I mean, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, there's a, a video that I've seen, and the he's Rock like, Johnson. turn, yeah, big minister guy. Uh, so, <laughs> the way you said he the says, Rock turn, oh. yeah, uh, he says, uh, I can't remember what all he says, but you got to start taking one day and turn it into day one. And I mean, that. I don't think I'll ever forget that because so many people freaking hope for things one day. One day I'll do that. One day I'll accomplish this. One day I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. No, freaking day one, baby. We're freaking starting this today. I'm I'm getting on my knees in my closet right now or just wait until I get home from work after I listen to this podcast. And I'm going to go freaking get baptized in the spirit or lay down in my closet or open up his word or just pray. I can't wait to get in my car after work and just pray, turn on the worship music and just talk to God. Uh, Those simple things actually go miles and miles and miles Mm -hmm. for your walk with the Lord. 
they are steps and they are what is essential and required of you. Don't think, don't write it off as some minuscule, uh, it's got to be at church on Sunday or it's got to be at Bible study. Yes. It's like, dude, those, these simple things are actually what's going to transform your life. When you look back on your life, it's these little steps that truly advance you closer to his throne. Yeah. Dang. But I I, I got on one there for a minute, but no, definitely I just we want to encourage y'all to do like take those steps, those th- as scary as it might be, as not satisfied you think that the Lord will be in these situations. Mm-hmm. Test it. Try it out. I mean, truly say, like, God, I don't I don't think so. Watch the Lord freaking show up and prove you wrong. I promise. Yeah. He's not offended at that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of religion has made conditioned us to, in a lot of these ways to not feel free to approach God or all these things um, as regularly. But like Caleb was saying, like, when we shut those 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 shut door moments where it's just you're by yourself, those little moments that you were where you're like, oh, hey God, it's just me and you. Like those are building faith in you every single time. Every time you you get into that space, a new block is being laid in your heart of a fortress of faith that God's going to build your life on. And so it's like we have to live intentional and we have to live aware of that. And it's like, yeah. and and it's so funny, like these quiet little walls will be inside of our hearts that keep us from doing that. But they're, they're so easily blown down. They're cardboard. We may feel like they're brick walls sometimes, but they're cardboard walls. And they just blow, that you can blow them down with a simple, hey, Jesus. Like, I know that sounds maybe a little cringe or whatever, but like, we really need to like recognize Jesus's presence around us more often because Mm -hmm. the more we do, we are responding to the, the fact that Emmanuel, God with us, he is there and our Holy spirit inside of us will immediately, the light will click on. As soon as we say, Jesus lights flipped on, I'm in tune. I'm looking at you, Lord. My eyes of my heart are looking at your face. So, yeah, Caleb, that's, whew, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's Dude, really good. And also, uh, more to add, uh, big things that I, I think, and I've seen this on your life, Landon, majora, I don't even know what word I want to put in there, but majorly, I've seen that happen in your life. And uh, this is the example that I want to say is, Okay, we love in our southern church going culture that we go to on yeah. Sunday. We love to get a sermon that really moves us. I mean, it's thick as crap. People can't even move because they feel so convicted or they feel so drawn to what the word of God is saying and the way that the word is released. And there is usually Nine times out of ten in any church, I don't care how stale it may be, there's usually an invitation at the end of what are you going to do with this word that was just shared and how it's Mm -hmm. impacted you. And a lot of freaking people, including myself, uh, will be moved by that word that was just given to us, and we will immediately go, as soon as we're thinking about lunch, we're thinking about 
uh oh we get in the car and we're walking out to the park or walking out to the parking lot like, man that's such a good word and you have great conversation about it next thing you do is go eat get fat and sassy and then you forget about it your week starts and you don't even you don't take any steps toward anything that you just heard about and it really did move you mm. and i think definitely i've seen landon time and time again if there is an invitation of something that has hit him, if they just shared something that they want to impart on your life and Landon wants it, Landon's the freaking first dude to run up to the front. I mean, he's knocking people over to go get some prayer from somebody. And I think that is such a great and wonderful example of a super practical thing that we say we easily write it off. We easily ignore it. We easily don't take any action. We talk about it. You might have great conversations about it, but does your life freaking change? Is there something that you actually get prayer for that really changes you because you took some action towards it? Mm -hmm. So if there is, if you're at church next time and they're like, man, this freaking message is messing me up. Like I feel the Lord all over this and I feel super convicted. Go up there and freaking go get prayer from somebody and let them speak the words of the Lord over your life and get changed by it. Yeah, let that yeah. gunk come out. Let it get ripped out. Don't sit there and take it home with you after church. That's what the whole point of church is. Jesus, yeah, that I mean that goes. That's our. That's faith, man. It's and I appreciate you saying that. I mean that's humbling, but it is. It is my it's the heart. freaking it's, truth. I've witnessed it's the hunger it. of my life. Like I believe that if God's doing that religion says don't be don't make a scene don't be don't be too yep. loud don't yep. be too big don't be too blah 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 and i'm like the spirit of god just released a word in us to change us to bring this kingdom in the world better and i know it i am stupid to not run to the front right now and receive more of this so that it takes root <laughs> in my heart <laughs> like yep. and i believe in the power that of is, impartation uh... I believe in the power of impartation. I believe in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the anointing of God on a word. And I've know I know what that means and I've understood what that means. That when God's when you can feel the spirit shift a room and the Lord sit on a word, that I must respond. I must respond to that mm-hmm. word. I must take a step to say, I hear you, Lord, and I'm leaning in. And I, 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 my heart is open to be changed and to be molded and to be transformed, you know? Yep. And I believe, here's another thing. When people are praying over you, there are so many things happening at one moment when you're receiving prayer, especially from people who pray in authority and truly are ministering to you. There's the words they're saying that you're hearing, but there's also the flip an endless activity in the spirit that is happening towards your life from the Lord that you don't hear through their words, but your spirit is receiving. And so it is so important to have understanding and knowledge for faith in those moments to say, Oh, I love what these people said, but I love even more what I don't even know what God said. You know, I don't even know. all that God. I don't even know all that God just did in me. But I know that I'm going to see the fruit of it in the days ahead. So I'm going to, it's a, dude, it's the, it's the fire on the altar. I'm going to put myself back on the altar every single time. And receiving yep. prayer ministry is one of those active ways to be like, 
I'm hungry. And I want I remember when we went to Dawsonville, Georgia. <laughs> I will never forget this. I was so excited. We were all down there. We walk in that room. The spirit's moving. People are getting baptized. At the end, they were people were going down for prayer ministry. I'm down front worshiping. I had been down there for a little while. And I'm like, I look up, expect because Peter was with us. And I look up. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm up front. And I'm like, where's Josh and Caleb? They're not down here with us. I said, I bet you they're in the back at the wall still. And so I go to the back and you two are back there at the very back, just worship it. I said, get to the front. We're getting prayer. They're praying tonight. <laughs> God's got something for us to receive, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and then Caleb ends up getting knocked down on the ground. But I, <laughs> but I remember that too, because I was like, yep. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm looking around because I love to see like all of my brothers down front just burning for the Lord. And I look, I'm like, them two ain't even down here. We're getting them down here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, that was that was a freaking cool experience. Needless to say, um, that's a childlike faith we have to have. We have to know that he's a good father. That's when we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone. Just like the gospel says. So it's like, you're a good God. You're a good father. Like, I can't wait to get up there and see what you're going to do in me next. Because I yep. know the purpose on that my anticipation. life is real. You know, it's like, what gift you got for me next, Dad? Like, we really have to have that heart and that mm-hmm. belief, you know? It's good stuff. Yeah, That's dude. And I think, I mean, dude, that that's just one avenue that we feel is pretty yeah. practical. Uh, also just want to add, if you, if you are listening to this and it's the middle of the week or the next time you hear this episode and you might not be moved by something right now, but the next time that the Lord's hitting you in the middle of the week and you don't, you don't really, uh, have an avenue at the moment to express it, Mm -hmm. pick up the freaking phone and call somebody and talk about it. Yeah. Talk to one of your mentors. Talk to one of your brothers or sisters in Christ. Somebody yeah. that when you actually release those words Come on. that you've been feeling in your spirit, speak it out loud to somebody, and then it gives it authority to freaking move yes. further. Yes. Because if it's just internally in your junk inside of you <laughs> yeah. that is just mulling around, with getting mixed in with all your other bullcrap that goes in your mind on a daily basis, yeah, it might not ever leave. That might that might be the extent of it because it's not getting released. But if you talk about it to somebody, all of a sudden it becomes accountable to that person you're sharing it with. It's now in the atmosphere of like, oh, this is legit. I just made this thing. I don't know if God is really doing this, but now I just put it on the table to test him to see if it really is happening. Yeah. So. I don't care who the freak it is. Just call somebody and allow your heart to be expressed because I'm the freaking worst at that. I don't, I'm an internal processor and it takes me a while to freaking talk to people about stuff most of the time. And it's powerful when you freaking let it loose, but sometimes you just need to, you do need to process a little bit more. Maybe you do hear sermon on Sunday and you didn't go forward but you need to sit on it and meditate on it for a little bit. Yeah. After, as soon as you get the notion of what's clear, then go for it. I mean, 
I'm speaking to myself because yeah. I'm the freaking worst. So I'm just being transparent, being real on it. <laughs> I've lived it with them folks. But she's lived with me. I'm an external processor, so I say everything that comes in my mind. So we mm-hmm. great accent. <laughs> yeah, he, a lot of grace for both sides. Man, that's so real though. Golly. Uh yeah, dang. Yeah, God's going to move through this one for somebody. I don't care what the mm-hmm. frick it is. God's going to enhance somebody through this episode. You're going to take some freaking steps of faith, people, I believe for. Yeah, I mean, when you speak those those things, you are holding yourself responsible. They no longer were a mm-hmm. thought or a feeling or an emotion. Yep. They have been, you've acknowledged it as something real. I remember Brooke Lidgerwood's talked about going to Africa and seeing a lot of things and missions and all those things. And something she said kind of rings true in a lot of ways with the Lord. But she says, now that I've been there and I've seen it and I am responsible, I'm responsible now to do something with that. And that's the same things with the Lord. What's the things that God speaks to our hearts that we speak. As soon as we, as soon as I bring it to Caleb and say, and that's why a lot of times I'm like, heck, I want to get it out of me. I want to know, I want this thing to not pass by. I'm like, hey, dude, Lord, I just really feel like God's doing this right now and saying this right now. And he gets those from me all the time. But it's like, because I'm like, I, I feel like this is truly substantial and I don't want it to pass me by. And so I've got to put a, put a pen on the, on the cork board of conversation and say, hey, I'm recognizing this, God. I see this. Yep. I, see, I see this, God, and I believe it. So, yeah, good stuff. Come on. You got uh, you got anything else? Got any wrap-up thoughts? No, just, yeah, just res- the things that I said earlier. You know, if you want to, res- if you feel God's moving in your heart and there's a strong desire, like you feel a fresh desire, let your life clear your life of clutter so that Jesus is your mm-hmm. only focus. Choose faith and open your heart and speak honestly to yourself and to the Lord in the secret place with him. And you'll respond well, I believe, to what he's doing. Yep. Absolutely. That's that's it, man. I mean bottom line prioritize Jesus in your life over everything else and this it become it becomes a lot easier when that's the case. Yeah. When you feel a lot of resistance it's because he ain't in his proper place. Mm. Needless to say. There's a lot of fancy ways to put that, but it's the truth and it's the harsh truth to yeah. swallow our prides and say that sometimes. Yeah. And that that's it. That's the bottom line. So we pray that you make him your priority. You put that at the top of your list. You're, that is what you're seeking above anything else. Um, so we hope y'all are really encouraged to take some steps from this episode and whatever that avenue maybe look like for you. And we really believe that the Lord will meet you there and further his kingdom because of it. So thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of Full Scope. Our hope is that y'all are encouraged by this show to live an abundant life with Jesus. If you enjoy this show, we'd love for y'all to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on, scroll to the bottom, 
give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all. And stay tuned for more episodes.